Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Chair with myself, Lauren Garfit. And my guest today is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Where in the world are you? You're Scotland, aren't you? I am Scotland. Um, so I'm about, the closest city to me, I guess, is or that everyone I know would be Edinburgh. I'm about 15 miles north of Edinburgh over the beautiful big... Uh, Firth of Forth, which is like the, and in, in if you've ever been to Scotland and you've been to Fife, which is where I am, you'll have been over the big rail bridge, which is very beautiful and iconic. Um, and if you've not been, then make it, put it on your to-do list. So yeah, I'm in a very, very cold. I've been to Scotland many times. You've been to Scotland many times. Scotland. Have you been to Fife? I don't think I've been to Fife, but I've been to um, Edinburgh, obviously. Yes, obviously. Everyone's been to Loch Lomond. Yeah. Um, and I've also been to Sky, Sky, Ski, Sky. I don't know if that's the Isle of Sky. Uh huh. I think so. I think that was maybe not. Maybe not the Isle of Sky. Hang on. I know it was like northwest. It was quite north. Yeah, bit the Isle of Sky, but people call it Sky, but it is an isle. <laughs> You'd have gone over a bridge. <laughs> it was beautiful anyway, and we love Scotland. Me and my boyfriend, we absolutely love it. We go whenever we get a chance. Well, if you're ever ever in Edinburgh again, then give me a shout and we will meet in person and we will have a cup of coffee or a glass Amazing. of wine. Um, and then, yeah, you can be like, oh, this is what you're like. It's bizarre. We've never actually met in person. Yes. Yeah. But that's one of the things I like about this industry we work in. And I like, I guess it's one of the nice things. There's lots of rubbish things about social media, but it's one of the nice things about social media is it connects you with like-minded people that you would just probably never meet um, in any other situation. 100%. And we didn't even cover this, but you also do makeup, don't you, Laura? Do you also do hair or is it just predominantly makeup that you do? Well, it's funny. Funny you should say that. I do do hair as well. Um, And hair was kind of like secondary to makeup for me. Um. Excuse me, I did my makeup training first and then and then kind of added hair. And uh, but I always sort of focused on makeup mainly for bridal and was a bit scared of hair. And then I think it was sort of when I started doing this, I want to say like full time, you know, went into it properly, that I was kind of like, I should do hair as well because, you know, there's people that, that would rather just have one person go along. Um, and then this year, when I was looking at my bookings the other day for this year, I've actually got more hair-only bookings than anything else this year. So I was like, oh, it's real. You know, like, I love data. So um, my background is I'm an accountant. So I love data, I love numbers, and I love, like, statistics and things. So I was, like, looking, and I was like, oh, isn't it interesting when you step back and look at that? And I was like, I've actually got more hair-only bookings. Hang on. So you went from being an accountant, which one could say is an extremely mm-hmm. different career to makeup to a creative outlet and like a lot of people especially when it comes to creativity can be scared to do something that's creative because it's not secure and it's not like guaranteed income Uh and I'm doing that in quotes because that's not necessarily true um just I think the way society has talked about creativity throughout pretty much everyone's lives right is oh, you know, you should be an accountant or you should be a lawyer or you should be a doctor because that's secure. But really, actually, if you think about it, I mean, not everyone's born to do that and art is just as important. Yeah, I think, so for me, I guess, without barring you about my entire 
career history. I I was the one that wanted to go and do sort of hair and makeup or beauty and that. Like I did, I did have an interest in that uh, skill leverage, but it wasn't necessarily like encouraged. You know, I'm, I'm at that time it was like, oh, I get a job, a job would be good. So I actually just went straight into work at sixteen, full time work. Um, which looking back now, it's not that I regret because that got everything gets you to where you are, doesn't it? So. Um, but it's like, I, I did always have that desire and passion to do this, which is why I guess I've, I've ultimately ended up in it. But I just think I would challenge as well when people think it's a secure job and this, that, I worked in financial services for about 15 years nearly. And the number of restructures that we would go through, the number of redundancies people would go through. Um, and that's only going to continue, I guess, you know, in these, these big organizations, big companies, you know, there's so many cost pressures in these organizations and companies that. That one of you know when they've cut so much, the only other place they can cut is people. So these 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 organisations now and these big companies are not as secure as as what they once were, because of the the economic situation in the world and these companies have have got no. tough decisions to make. People are the first thing to go. Yeah, what would you say to someone that was maybe sixteen, seventeen, and they love art, the arts, not necessarily hair and makeup, but if it is hair and makeup, great. What would you say to them if they weren't sort of sure, you know, shall I stick with my studies or shall I go with my creative inspiration? I think it's not necessarily stick with studies or go with creative inspiration. I think for anybody, I would always say be open to, um, I guess, try and gain as many rounded skills as you can. And by that, I mean like, so if you wanted to say, let's stick with hair and makeup, you want to go and be a hair and makeup artist, or you want to go and do that, go down that and having you like that, great, learn how to do hair, learn how to do makeup, but also learn how, learn what that means to turn that into a business, learn, like go and, go and spend time, like don't just go to college and be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to learn a course and I'm going to tick off all these modules I've done. No, go and spend time with somebody who's doing it and who's been doing it a long time. That would be what I'd say, you know, like kind of gather your facts and look at it from a rounded point of view. Don't just kind of go, oh, I'm going to go and do that. And that's it. Like be open to everything else as well. That's such a good tip because you don't actually know. Yeah, you can sit and study something, can't you, and read a book, but you don't actually know what the job's like until you do the experience, the actual day to day. I think if someone said to me, what's the thing that you wouldn't expect to be doing all the time as a makeup artist, I would say cleaning. We do a lot more cleaning yeah. than people think, right? What do you spend most of your time doing? Uh, yeah, cleaning my kit and washing brushes. Like, I've got friends who literally think that I spend most of my life just washing makeup brushes because that's what they're like, what are you doing? And I'll send them a picture of, like, all the makeup brushes all lined up on the side of my sink. And they're like, oh, brushes again. <laughs> I actually joked to, <laughs> joked, joked to friends last year when it was, like, in the height of wedding season. I was like, I'm going to set up an OnlyFans page just of me washing brushes. I was like, people would pay... There's, there's got to be people out there, right, that are turned on by that, surely. They're going to pay a lot of money to watch me stood there in my kitchen swirling my brushes I was like I could become a millionaire (laughs) the main um question here for me is I think you'd probably have to wear something specific well no I don't think so I don't think so I mean I don't I'm saying I've not researched this I don't have an OnlyFans page just to clarify and I've never been on OnlyFans so I actually actually don't really know what I'm talking about but I was like I've got I've got a 
sure there's got to be some legs in that somewhere. <laughs> Side hustle, why not? Do some uh, work experience research. <laughs> to be fair, a couple of my friends were like, they did come up with like a, a name for the page. They were like, Bush or Brush. And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> Bush or Brush. That's actually quite clever. What else do you think that if, if someone says, what's the unexpected that you, you think, as a makeup artist, you must paint people's faces all the time. Apart from cleaning, what else do you think we do behind the scenes that people don't realise how much you do of it? I think, like, for me, I, I kind of guess, like, if I think about conversations that I have with friends, um, I'll be dropping the kids off on the school run, and be like, oh, are you off today? And it's like, well, no, I'm not off. Like, last year, towards the tail end of last year, I spent weeks, if not months, designing, thinking about redoing my website. And that was everything from arranging and organising, working with a a team to do a photo shoot that would then then allow me to have the visuals I wanted on my website, thinking about the copy, thinking about rebranding my logo, thinking about who's my ideal client, but going really, really deep with that, not just being like, oh, this is my ideal client. She's 35 and she's a professional and like, but going deep and deep and deep on that. And things like that, you can't just sit and be like, oh, I've got half an hour here. I'm going to crack on and do a bit of that. Like you need to, like I I took myself off to the local library. I'm terrible at working in my house. Um, I get so distracted. I'm like, oh, shiny thing. (laughs) You know, I'm so bad at, at being disciplined to sit and do stuff. But like I would take myself off and go to the library and then I could go and do that and get that done. And that takes a lot of hard work that people just don't see. Um, and, and especially I guess I'm in a phase where I'm trying to grow my business and niche down more and things like that and take it to the next level. People don't necessarily see that and understand that. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not like I need everyone to understand that that's, the reality of my life but I think it's easy for people just to be like oh oh you it's not a Saturday you're not at, it's not a Saturday you're not at a wedding therefore you must just be sat at home drinking tea and coffee it took me about six months to do my website mm, yeah I'd say I would say the same from doing the photo shoot in July I only kind of launched it if you like out there in December and what did you find was the probably the thing that like was it for you was it just like making sure you got it right making sure you were taking time to think about it and not just like rush it like what like how did you find that process very similar to you I did it properly so I started from who my ideal client was I started from like my why I did quite a bit of like self-development and like improving my outlook before I even began like writing the copy or putting together the website but to be honest especially last year I've made a lot of edits to my website um just because I realised that there was things that I'd like, I think I'd overdone it. Like, I think I just needed to simplify my website. So I tried to simplify it a little bit more last year. Um, Even though I think it's simpler, people still don't seem to find the right page. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, they fill in, sometimes they fill in the wrong form and I'm like, oh, never mind. But then I guess that's, that's also like, um, that's the thing, isn't it? That's another great example of where it's it's not like you then do that and go, oh, tick, off the list. Don't need to look at my website now because that'll be fine for two years. Like it, it's a constant process of updating. And, um, and I think like for me, I've got more disciplined 
in the last few months at being like, what does my, what's a weekly routine of things I need to do in my business? What's a monthly routine of things I need to do in my business? And what's a quarterly or, you know, an annual thing? Because I, I guess that kind of links back to how I am as a person and how I used to work when I worked in financial services and that, you know, you'd have like checklists, you'd have like standards. And so I'm trying to bring a little bit more structure, I guess, into into my week life um or week uh, work life balance if you like as well yeah so. what do you like to balance it out with what are your sort of hobbies so yoga love a little bit of yoga I was attuned for Reiki in September so I do a lot of self Reiki I want to go and do my Reiki too very soon hopefully so that I can um start to offer that as a service and start to go down more of that route um I love to run <laughs> I feel like most of my stories on my social media is like oh look here's another picture of the sea where I ran today um but I love to run just because it's like that's my only time I say this to people all the time it's the only time I really feel like I get on my own just to be on my own just to be with my thoughts um I've got two young children husband um without sounding like a dick I've got a lot of friends you know like I've got a busy life like with a lot of being around other people um and other people's energy and which is good and bad um and running is my like ultimate somebody said what's what's the one thing that you have to do to like switch off and find balance I'd say it's running sorry I'm going to skip back to what I wanted to ask you um when you were talking about the Reiki earlier, tell me more about that and like where that's come from and why is it something to do with like self care and healing? What, why do you want to offer that as a service? I guess if we go back to, I'd say in the last 12 to 18 months, I've probably been on a bit of a journey of self healing um, and, and becoming more comfortable with being me if that makes sense and like just I think it's probably uh partly coming out of having young children I feel like becoming a mum changed me massively we went through the pandemic I had I was really in a bad place during the pandemic as were many people but going into a pandemic with like a two and a half year old and a three month old baby and just feeling like a sense of like the world was spinning on its on it turned on its head and and then coming out of that I left a career in financial services I think so much happened in quite a short space of time and I remember in 2020 through to 2021 um end of 2020 through to the beginning of 2021 I had therapy it was like a I was trying to think what it's called can't remember what it's called but it'll come back to me but it was all like um therapy that was all focusing on the positive stuff so it wasn't like therapy tell me about your childhood tell me about this but about turning turning that mindset and focusing on that positivity and that um what's been good about your day what's been good about your week because even on the darkest of days sitting and having a hot cup of coffee some days was as good as it got for me and that was good you know and then I started my hair and makeup business so it it kind of that that self-healing that 
changing my mindset on life, um, coming out of that depression was has led me to other things such as tapping into more of my spiritual side, tapping in more to what are my core values and core beliefs. What, you know, I believe that, for example, you know, there's so much goodness in the world and and that it's nice to be kind and that little little acts of kindness and, and being positive and you you get back what you put out in the world. And so for me, then Reiki just was something that, I kind of felt like I needed to, wanted to go and do. And and I can't tell you why, but I can tell you that since I did that, I feel so much more sure of who I am. I feel so much more at peace. Like it just brings me such a, a lovely sense of, of being. And I want to be able to, because with Reiki, and when you offer Reiki to someone else, you are just, I guess, a sort of a vessel to bring in that energy to someone else you're not you're not healing someone you're not physically doing something to someone if you like you're just almost like a channel of that positive energy through to them and I just really want to explore that I just find it interesting that you want to use Reiki as a way of putting back good into the world is that yeah maybe yeah I think it's something that it's certainly like, I don't know, even down to, you know, like if you, it could be meditation, it can be yoga for people, it can be anything, but I certainly like, I've had periods in the last, even in the last two, three weeks where I felt so anxious at times about something and I've just gone and put a little bit of music on and done some self-reiki on myself and honestly, like, it can be like that instant in terms of how it can shift how you feel. What is, what is reiki? Can, can you, like in a really quick condensed way because I know it's probably a lot more complicated than just explaining it in like a quick version but in a quick way well Reiki is like a universal universal energy it's like bringing in this universal energy and it's all good stuff if you like um and the way I I guess the way I see it when if I think about when I practice it on myself it is almost like calling in that and and visualizing that beautiful light and positive energy flowing down into you okay so it's a a a practice of like meditation sort of visualization no it's like no it's not visualization as such because I've been attuned for Reiki which is about like I guess because you're asking me a really difficult question now so yeah, this this is the definition. Reiki attunement, also referred to as initiation, is an energetic process that opens up your energy field so you can channel for the Reiki and healing energy. I absolutely love all that, um, you know, woo-woo stuff. I'm into it. I, I always have believed in, like, the universe. I'm not religious, but I do believe there's something bigger than us. Not It's not a man in the sky. But I don't think that it's just, you know, sort of what you see is what it is I don't think it's as straightforward as that because yeah I don't think it's as simple as that because if you try and explain how you feel when you love someone that's quite a hard ex- ex- thing to feel like it's hard to explain so if you can barely explain that then we can barely explain energy do you know what I mean and like how does electricity work do you know what I mean you don't see electricity but you know it's there you know it works the light for me as well I'm also very much like if somebody's just like oh what what a crap like it's like it's that's fine that's fine but I know for me and I don't need to kind of scream about it or shout about it all I know is that 
it's had a massively positive impact on my life and well-being and mental well-being and physical well-being and just balancing me I guess balancing out my emotions don't get me wrong that's not to say I have days where I'm just like pissed off with the world or days where I kind of feel really overwhelmed or I can't can't like seem to kind of get myself out of a headspace these they're just tools that help me to to move out of that a lot quicker um and I'm also very like I feel more drawn to these things as well because I really believe in the benefit of of sharing that with my children like my so I use I use my tarot cards a lot I use my angel cards my oracle cards I find those I mean that's again those are so reassuring and give me a lot of guidance and um my my eldest boy he's six and a half he is he's very tapped into stuff like that he just you can just tell um and he loves that he shows such a big interest he loves my crystals he's like these really help us with, they can help with lots of things, can't they, mummy? And he's really, like, he loves my cards and we talk about that. I've always got incense burning. I'm always smudging everybody. <laughs> like, but but they they pick up on all that. And I think it's a good thing to kind of, um, to share with them and to educate them on, I guess. Yeah, I think they'll be picking up on your energy about how, um relaxed you feel and you look Mm -hmm. when you're talking about it you look quite happy and you look quite at peace and children are gonna be feeling really safe around that so that's probably why he's attracted to working with you on that because he's like well it makes mummy happy you know anything that makes you happy they're gonna be all for aren't they my kids are quite attuned to that in terms of like they'll say mummy you're you don't look happy today you know they're really you know, if I am having a bad day or I'm having a day or if they see me cry, because I'm very much like, I'm, I don't hide my emotions if I'm upset, but it's not, I say, oh, mommy's really sad, you know, and sometimes I can tell him and explain why and sometimes I can't. And um, like, I think, you know, it's, children are so perceptive um, and children are so like, when, especially the age of my kids, they're so innocent. Like, I just want to kind of try and give them tools that will help them, I guess, in, in life, really. Yeah. Also, bringing Reiki back to sort of what we do as a day job, doing makeup. As a unlicensed therapist, mm-hmm. I think we can say, because the amount of secrets, right, and sort of emotional um, emotions <laughs> that people have in the chair, right? I've seen people cry, people get happy cries, you know, all the sort of emotions, stress. You know, you kind of hear about it, don't you? They they sort of trust you and it's like doing someone's hair and makeup it's actually quite an intimate experience um because you are touching them essentially so actually you are passing on energy and I think I can't remember who it was but somebody was talking about the fact that um I think it might have been like an energy healer that I went to see like I will be picking up and you will as well Laura when we're doing hair and makeup we'll be picking up on their energy via the touch and just via the room and I don't know about you but there has been times where like I can't wait to leave the room sometimes because the energy's not there the energy's not good um for whatever reason I did this anyway before I had went and did my reiki but 
I, when I did do my Reiki attunement, me and the, the lady that did my attunement and she does healing and things like that, she was saying to me about the importance of really practicing good spiritual hygiene. And so, for example, after I've had, because I currently at the moment, I have all my like consultations and previews and things like that happen at home um, in my little studio space. People are coming into my home, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with. But before they come, I cleanse that space. When they leave, I cleanse that space. I will smudge the room, I'll open the windows, I'll do the same to myself, even if they are a client that I've gotten great with, even if we've bonded and had a lovely time, I still practice that because for me, I just, as the the person I am, I have a tendency to, to take on people's energy, whether it's good or bad, and so I have to be I guess it's kind of like boundary setting as well I guess but like I do do that and same with sometimes when I get back from a wedding if it's been either it might have been great or it might have been tired I usually feel quite tired you'll probably be the same especially like if it's quite a big wedding or it's it's you know peak of bridal season but I love nothing more I'm really lucky my husband tends to we have a little routine now like I I get home I used to come home and dump stuff I just dump everything like to one side now my routine is that I get home as soon as I'm home and if I need to eat or have a coffee whatever I do that but as soon as I'm home I get all my kit out everything's all over the kitchen everything gets cleaned sanitized the brushes get washed all that happens as soon as I get home because then it's done then that's work done well done babe because geez the amount of times where I dump it and I'm like right that's for tomorrow because you're just like exhausted aren't you yeah yeah and I that used to be me um whereas now it's like no and he's like I'll make sure the kids and I are, you know we're all at the house whatever and then I go and have a shower that's my other little ritual it's like that washing away of of whatever that was or that bridesmaid that was a bit of a dick or like you know that mum that was just annoying <laughs> I do feel like water, water is quite a powerful healer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I live by the water. So I'm like five minutes walk down to the beach. I spend a lot of time just sitting, journaling at the beach just for that kind of sound. and and, yeah, the energy, like, like you said, the energy of the sea, right? Yeah, Mm. totally. Yeah. I completely agree. I (laughs) love love the sea. I love the beach. I love the sound of the sea. I love it. It's just so soothing, isn't isn't it? it? Don't do you do me. outdoor swimming or anything like that? Um, I'm not the most confident swimmer. Um, no, me I neither. Can, I can swim, sort of, but I'm certainly not a strong swimmer by any stretch, and I can't float no. either. So I like I like to be around water. I really do. I love being around water. Is actually one of my favorite things, but I'm not a strong swimmer, which is actually bizarre. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I'm not a strong swimmer at all. Um, but um, yeah. So I do have sort of a fear of being on the water if I was on a boat. But yes. um, I like sitting and looking at it. Um, one yeah. of the things I was going to say is linking back to like the Reiki and stuff, and in terms of like my thinking about my business, is the clients that I've had in the last six months have been more on the spiritual side. Have been more, and I, I you know, I, I on my on my socials, I'll put on my stories I put on you know I'll put my angel cards on there and I'll I talk about these things that I shared that I was going to do my Reiki attunement and so they see that and I feel like these people are I guess I've been this is what I've been manifesting and wanting of the people those sorts of people um our clients that are more aligned to my values and beliefs 
but they some of the conversations that we've had have been beautiful and then you know I've, I've kind of said to people this is what I'm thinking I'd like to do this is how I think it would work this is how I imagine offering that service as part of um, a wedding morning and they've been like that would be incredible that would be amazing um so for me I want to be able to have that to say okay say it was a bride only or say it was a bride and a couple of bridesmaids only but that I would turn up and we would start the morning with half an hour of Reiki and then we'll move on to hair and makeup and it's just creating this beautiful morning and I have had people that have said I would absolutely love that so it might be quite a niche market (laughs) um but I'm okay with that um but I just think that's where I feel like I want to go and explore oh my god no I think that's an amazing idea was somebody said something to me yesterday and I can't remember what it was (laughs) that's really unhelpful but it was something to do with niching down like you be it was basically like you'll be successful if you do something that nobody else does basically that that was basically the saying so go for it babe do it 100 percent. i will and I, you know I, what I, it's one of them with anything in life and business and you only regret the things you didn't try you only regret the things you didn't do um and I'm also like I guess just in that space maybe part of my life I was 40 last year just that part of my life now where I'm like I don't don't mind saying to the world I'm gonna go and try this because if it fails like I'll say oh it didn't work out (laughs) nobody died (laughs) yeah and like it's true isn't it that nobody cares more about your failures than you yeah Somebody else would probably like, oh, it's a shame. And then they'd move on. Like, you think, oh my God, everyone's going to be thinking about it and talking about it. It's like, no, they're not. No one actually gives a shit enough about your life like, to be worried about it. <laughs> everyone's too worried about their own failures to worry about your failures. So true. Can you, are you the type of person, and I think this is going to be, I think I know the answer to this. Are you the type of person that can sense someone's energy really, really quickly? Yeah. Same. Are you, do you ever get, so I sometimes get really bogged down in the fact that I'm like, I really don't like them and I don't know why. And then in my head, I'm like, it's silly. I don't really know them. They're probably really nice. But I'm like, something in me is like a red alarm bell being like, don't like them. (laughs) I don't, I don't tend to be like, I don't. I don't tend to guess overthink or worry about the why. Um, like in terms of like I don't know why, like and I need to know why. I'm I guess I'm just a bit like, no, there's something something not right here or there's something off. Um and I guess I try and there's you're never gonna be in a situation where you can avoid being around people like that, whether it's for a short time or or whether it's somebody that's in part of a wider circle of friends, or um, maybe it's somebody that you work alongside in this industry or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can ever put yourself so that you never have to deal with situations like that. I think it's just about sort of limiting your interactions with those people. And I think that that comes with experience 
that comes with age that comes with just being like nah I don't need to I don't need to please someone else if I don't feel good about being in, around that person or I think they're yeah. off like would you say you're a, sorry would you say you're a dominant sort of personality I feel like I've changed um I'm very outspoken I always have been I remember my mum used to say to me when I was younger she's like Laura your your mouth will get you into a lot of trouble <laughs> like the kid that was just like not that I had no filter but I think I've always been somebody that's like I don't like injustice <laughs> like so if I see bad things or I see bad behaviors or I'll always call them out regardless of the consequences almost so I can be quite dominant in that respect but and I'm quite um, I guess what is that phrase an introverted extrovert or an extroverted extroverted introvert yeah. I'm kind of very yeah I can I can mask, I can put on a performance, but actually I can be quite shy and I can I can lack in confidence at times. Um so I wouldn't say, you know, maybe some people would describe that as being quite dominant. Um I'm a bit of a control freak and I like to take and I will take I will always take control of a situation if no one else is. I think what I meant by that question is, are you the sort of person that in a room full of people, are you the strongest personality or just does it depend on the room of people? It would depend on the room. It would very much depend on the room because so I'll, for example, I'll go to networking things in the like wedding industry networking types of things and I'll always read the room first. Like I wouldn't just walk Mm. in and be like, hey, I'm here um I'd kind of walk in and be like oh right what's the lay of the land here and then almost make a choice mm. of not a choice maybe that's the wrong word but then it'll either be like oh actually this is good and everyone's chatting and everyone's like it feels like a like it feels like a self welcome safe welcoming space here and therefore you can kind of almost be yourself in that room and that situation or oh I don't feel so safe here Therefore, I don't feel like I can fully show up as myself and therefore I might be a little bit more guarded or a little bit quieter or just observe more than talk. So I think it's... it's um, mm. But I think that goes back to how we are as, as humans, you know, right? We, if, we, if, we, uh, if we're in a, in a room or a situation where we feel that there is, a, you know, a threatening situation, go back to sort of caveman times where you've got like, you know, our instinct was to like, not be eaten by a tiger or something you know what I mean like then like that's still within us as humans like we are we we will always do whatever we can to protect ourselves I'm gonna go back to makeup now I feel like we're getting really deep we're getting really deep in the personalities and energy I love it but in terms of makeup how you um your personality seems to be quite sensitive very sensitive (laughs) do you ever find that doing makeup because this is what I find sometimes sometimes I'm not as sensitive as other times but do you ever find that sometimes you just can't like cope with a certain type of client in terms of that sensitivity like you have to like I've started doing that thing where I kind of put that imaginary bubble around me oh that's really interesting I had the hypnotherapy yesterday and we were talking about bubble of protection yeah kind of like yeah not letting in not letting stuff in that can like you know bother you um but I find that 
I find that quite hard when you're doing someone's makeup because you're touching them. Because you're like really close to them mm. physically. I find it quite hard sometimes because you, they can't mask as well. So if they are a sassy person, they're not going to be able to mask, you know, their true sort of, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like their, yeah, how they feel and how they react and stuff like that or what the things that they say, yeah. is that what you mean? Um, yeah, if, they're, if they've got some sort of problematic behaviours. Do you know what I find though? <laughs> do you know what I mean like sometimes people don't necessarily know you yeah if they've just met you Mm -hmm. and they might have had a bad experience with another makeup artist and they're coming with pre sort of pre-judgment themselves so I think for me it's more I'd say I experience that or worry about that or or feel a little bit like (laughs) or doubt myself when on a wedding day and it's usually with like a bridesmaid or something it's usually with like the you know the mo- the loudest most opinionated uh high maintenance bridesmaid you know in some situations I mean a lot of my clients are just wonderful and their their bridal parties are all lo- are lovely and um but you know you get the odd occasion but I would say not necessarily with like brides that I meet because they have taken the time to make sure I'm the right makeup artist for them I've you know in terms of my, my booking farm and things like that I get a real sense of of what they're about and what they're looking for so I'll always ask like what is your style of hair and makeup for the day and that's all in like their booking farm so if they were coming at me with like full glam da, 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 I'd be like I'm not the girl for you but here's a list of other people that I can recommend but obviously my brides and their styles is if their bridesmaids are usually the same you know very kind of low maintenance natural um easy just easygoing people but you'll always get like a bridesmaid or even a mom or something or a friend that's getting there that can be just that little bit off, that little bit, I want to say almost like look down the nose at you a little bit, kind of turn the nose up at your kit, that immediately kind of sets me on on on, on edge and thinks, I can be doing their makeup thinking your makeup's looking great and I'm doing what you're asked, but still be like, shit, what are they going to say when they look in the mirror? But will that fear ever go away? That fear of being a makeup artist and being like, shit, what are they going to say when they look at the mirror? Like, there's that, there's always that fear. I don't think the fear will ever go away. I don't think the fear will ever go away. Not a fear. I think I, I feel like as I've got more experienced and as I have gotten older, I guess, just been a bit like, I've done what you've asked me to do or followed the brief you've set. And if there's something you want to change, you have a choice. It's on you. You can either sit there in that chair and and explain to me and articulate what you might want me to change because I give everyone the opportunity, which I'm sure you do. You know, it's you know can change anything, but add a bit more, take away, whatever. So you, it's on them to make a choice to either be like, oh, actually, can I can I change this, or could we add a bit more here, or actually, can we just maybe change that up a bit? Or you can go and do what we've all had, I'm sure. Please tell me I'm not the only one. You can all, we can all have the one that get, that goes, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, and then buggers off to the toilet. And then 20 minutes later, you come back and think you've just either redone your whole makeup or whatever. And you're like, whatever. And I think things like that used to bother me. Whereas I'm like, that's not on me. That's on 100%. you. That's, that's, that's I you. totally agree. I've, I've seen it before. And I know even, I've even said to them, you've added more eyeliner to that haven't you and, she, and they're like yeah and I'm like uh-huh I think 
See, I've never done that. I'm not brave enough to call them out. <laughs> Maybe I need I to do like it in like a jokey way, right? I think I get away with it with the accent as well, because down because I live down south and I'm from up north. I think I do get away with quite being quite cheeky, like you know, cheeky northern. Like I think I get away with it. So I just I'm just uh huh, definitely. Well, I just have like a laugh at them. They're always like, but it it just makes me laugh inside because usually it well it, it never looks better. <laughs> Like, you've added more eyeliner and you've done it all wrong. <laughs> you look rubbish today. Yeah, I'm like, uh, or they've like, or they've made their eyebrows a lot darker than I would suggest for their natural sort of. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, wow, all I'm seeing now is eyebrows. <laughs> but um, you know what? Things like that, I tend to find things like if people have a really strong idea of what their eyebrows or what their eyeliner should look like on a daily basis, and if they wear that every single day, people get really stuck on the fact that it has to look like that and that. I say to people, go and do your own eyebrows, though. Like, if I, I've had people where they've been like, oh, this is I really like my eyebrows, I really like it, this, really like it, really like that. And they're a bit <coughs> unsure. I'll say, do you want to do your own eyebrows? And they'll go, do you mind? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, just, that's fine. Just do them yourself. It's like my best friend on, on my wedding day, She, I think she did her own eyebrows and she did her own mascara because she's so pernickety about it. And I'm like, that's To fine. be honest, when it comes to mascara, I'm really not that bothered if someone wants to do their own mascara because I feel like no matter how much I sort of, how many different techniques I use to do someone else's mascara, I always think it does actually tends to look better when someone else does it on their own mm-hmm. mascara because you can get right into the root. Yeah. Like I can't get right into the root because if I, I mean, try and get right into the root, people flinch and get really scared. Yeah, we're like, we're then at risk of like poking their eyes out, aren't we, to be honest? Yeah, exactly. Whereas people people get really right up there on their own eyes. But if you try and get right into the root, people just flinch and... Maybe that can be a new thing, actually. I might have that conversation at this year's trials. I might start to be like, do you know what? Do you want to, do you want to try your own mascara? Yeah. Do you want to do that? I can do it. It's up to you. How close do you? I, I might bring that in. I, I, tend, I tend to pick up on that in the consultation because if someone is really, really, like, um, sort of stuck on doing their own mascara, mm. they usually tell me that pretty quickly. Um, I've had a couple. I had a couple last year who have a really specific mascara routine with three mascaras and I I totally understand I do a two mascara technique as well talk me through your two mascara technique what's that um well I don't I haven't done it recently because um I've sort of slightly I slightly change sometimes the way I do things just you know for whatever reason but I usually use like an older mascara say like a two-month-old mascara same mascara, same brand. Um, so it's a bit more mm, dry. So it gives you that like drier base. And then I go in with a newer mascara that's fresher and like more, not watery, but it's fresher. Right. Um, and then do that on the second coat. I thought coat. we were crossing streams then. I thought we were using two different brands and two different ones. No, and- I'm pretty that's why I think I've stopped doing it because I don't use different brands. I just love the one mascara that I use. What's your so mascara I'm then? Like, What's your oh, favourite? I like the Maybelline Sky High. Do you know the pink oh, packaging? Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't know. 
and I can't reach it. But yeah, Sky High from Maybelline, that's my favourite. I'm currently using a Rimmel one that I love. I'm all about the wand. The wand has to be the correct size brush. And I like the formula as well. Yes. Formula's really good. It doesn't transfer. And then I use a different mascara for my bottom lashes. Highly recommend. I have talked about it on Instagram before, but um I must have missed that day. I must have scrolled on past. <laughs> <laughs> not rare I do that with your I was gonna say it's not rare I do that with your content. I do enjoy your uh, I do enjoy your I do enjoy your page. Oh thanks. <laughs> Talking about content, how can people find you, Laura? How can people find me? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Fairley, H-M-U-A. Amazing. So people can say hi. And you're based in Scotland, aren't you? Do you cover any yes. other area? Is it mainly just Scotland you stick to? It's a big area. Just, it's, a, it's, it's quite, it's quite vast. Um, no, I'm mainly Scotland because um, I like to be able to put my children to bed at night so I don't venture too far um I think in another life I'd have been I was actually saying to my husband this morning I was um saying I was we we're gonna do this today and I was saying like hey you're based down south and I was like imagine like imagine like just going working in London for six months like doing hair and makeup in London seeing what that'd be like I was like mm, maybe in another life do you know what I mean because I can't I just don't have that I don't have that um that option you know, with, with what I've got going on in my life yeah, right now. Yeah, you don't want to come down here. People aren't very friendly, not like up north. Are they not? Nah, not really. I mean, I um, yeah, generally people aren't really that friendly, you know. What do you mean by generally people aren't that friendly? Where? It's just a different vibe. Are you talking about in the industry? Oh, just, I mean, generally. Just down, oh, just, general. just generally down south. Um, No, not in the industry. Like, other, other makeup artists are great especially in the community we run in. Um, but yeah, down south, just generally, I mean, like, you know, if you, I don't know, tripped up on the tube or something, if you were on the floor, people would step over you. Nobody would help you. No. Yeah. No. I got burgled once in London and I was outside my front door waiting for the police and I had no shoes on. It was like summertime, so it was really hot. It gets really hot in London, like really hot. Um, really like, you know, uh, muggy and damp and yeah, like, gross. Yeah. Humid. Damp, damp is not the right word. Humid. Um, and I was had no shoes on. I was like barely clothed. I was clothed, but like, you know, I didn't have any clothes on. Um, and I blatantly looked like out of place. And so many people walked past me. Didn't ask if I was all right, nothing. If that had been in Newcastle, I guarantee you, some little lovey would have been like, e hiya pet, are you all right? What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, someone would have stopped him, or a guy, even a guy would have been like, are you all right, pet? What, what's going on? Like, they would have sensed something and would have talked to you. Yeah. And I think the same for Scotland as well. I feel like Scotland, they would have been like, you know, what's up, what's what's going on, sort of thing. Um, I think maybe partly nosiness and friendliness as well. But um, yeah, down south is not uh, the same. Now, where I live now in Kent, it's definitely a lot more friendly. People do smile and say hello. Um, but uh, London is not a friendly place. My my eldest is desperate to come to London. He's like, mommy, will you take me to London? Like, it's I think like it's an amazing place to visit. But in mm. terms of representation... Maybe not live. I don't I don't think it's a good place to live and loads of people have said to me like they've moved from London to you know the outskirts of London so say 
we've moved to Buckinghamshire or, or somewhere like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so much more friendly and, like, there's neighbourhood and you, know, you don't really get that, like, neighbourhood vibe in London. I wouldn't like that then. No, I wouldn't like it. No, you wouldn't. Um, I am totally going off tangent here. So I was going to say, let's That's all right. ask you the final That's... questions that I try and ask everyone. So, okay. are you ready, Laura? Lipstick or lip gloss? Lipstick, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, lip gloss is as its place, it's beautiful. But you get a windy day, and it's very windy in Scotland. I live by the coast. You get a windy day, and one little sweep of wind, and that lip gloss is all over your bloody face, and it's made a right messy makeup. So lipstick all the way. Good point. I love it. How long does it take you to do your makeup? <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> um, in fact, it's just like day to day. I mean, I don't, most days I don't actually wear any makeup. But if I'm like, say I was going out for meeting somebody for lunch or something like that, and I just put a little bit of makeup on, because I only wear a little bit of makeup anyway, it'd probably take me like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. Um, if I was going on a night out with my husband, probably about half an hour or so. I actually went, we went for dinner in um, December. And I was like, don't ask me why. Do not ask me why I did this. But I was like, I'm going to put some false lashes on. I'm going to feel extra tonight. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, I spent all night sitting in this restaurant pushing up these bloody false lashes because they were just irritating me and annoying me. <laughs> I kept saying, do my lashes look all right? Do my lashes look all right? And he's like, yeah. And I think, I don't even think we managed the full meal without me peeling those lashes off. And I was like, right, I'm not doing that again. So yeah, ten minutes for every day, half an hour for going out. Great. How often do you wash your personal makeup brushes? Uh, all the time because I just batch them with my other ones. So I actually wash mine all the time. I just put. I actually have a pot in my kitchen. I don't know how you do yours, but I actually have a pot in my kitchen. And when I've maybe I've used my makeup brushes like that week or um yeah, I'll just I'll actually then put them in the pot that lives on the counter near my sink and that's like my dirty makeup brushes that sit there and then I'll do them regularly great well done I don't do my personal as regularly as I should but there you go are you a natural babe or full glam goddess what do you think you're a natural babe I'm a natural babe yeah totally natural all the way all the way and and there's a like don't get me wrong I look at people in their full glam and um I'd say Edinburgh like you go on a night out in Edinburgh and people are a lot more like sort of um I'd say much more sort of on the natural in the natural space but you go on a night out in Glasgow and next level next level and then some um so and I look at those those girls and I think wow you look incredible um but yeah not for me yeah well, thank you so much, Laura. I think that's been an amazing chat. I loved how deep it went and how spiritual it got. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> that's the thing with me. Anyone that knows me, they're like, um, we can go, We I can always go deep. I can always, um, yeah, I can always go deep. So if anyone, as I said my Instagram before, um, if anyone ever wants to chat to me about spirituality or Reiki or just general life, because actually I was... Um, I was talking to this lady, she does head, she makes jewellery, like headpieces, and she makes earrings, and for, um, for mainly, a lot of her clients are, are brides, um, 
and we were messaging, I've never met her in person, but we were messaging on Instagram recently about, she's a similar age to me, similar stage in life, and just about how this year she's just going to lean into that so much more. And just some of the some of the actual messages me and her were exchanging on Instagram were really deep. And it's just like, I love that. Like, I love how that's where, like, you can have some really interesting conversations. And even when you don't necessarily come at things from the same point of view, like just to explore and learn something about someone else's beliefs or someone else's way of life is always just, just can be really enriching, even if you don't go and do that yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does make sense. I think like you say, social media can be a lovely place. And if everybody sort of treat it, I think the way we treat it is, you know, finding... I like that word, treat. If everyone treat it. (laughs) (laughs) it. I love that. I knew exactly what you meant. We'll put that in because people are (laughs) laughing at us. So there we go. Um, So if everyone treat... (laughs) Please, I think we should start something. Treat it like we... If we all treat it. I do, I do think that was, in all seriousness, if people just were kinder online. But, I mean, everyone I circle with online is kind, so there you go. I know, I've, I've, I do do that whole, like, do, do like is that question of, is this is this serving me? And if it's not, then that's, that's no good anymore. Bye. <laughs> See you, bye. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, on the whole, it's a good place. If it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't have had this lovely conversation today. So Amazing. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for listening, everyone, and go and follow Laura, especially if you're in the Scotland area or if you're going to get married in the Scotland area. Laura can help you with your bridal hair and makeup. Natural goddess look. Thanks again so much for listening, everyone. That's it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, share, and all that. I don't actually think you can like it, can you? It's not Instagram. Anyway... Hope you're all having a lovely week and I'll see you soon. Bye.